0: morning and welcome to a friday edition of out from the cube we are very fortunate we have a friend of mine that has agreed to join us today and hopefully as we move forward maybe we'll be a reoccurring guest we're hoping uh that he'll be a reoccurring guest for us but it's friday morning i didn't have a guest this week and have a client and have some other uh, commitments that i have but uh, a couple days ago i got a text message from a friend of mine that i've known for maybe maybe two or so years now um jason wells sent me a message uh Uh, text message on my phone and I was super excited to hear from him and we arranged to have uh, drinks and discuss some things and very much fell in line with uh, the podcast and my thinking and the things I'm studying and the things I'm trying to learn and how I'm trying to take the next steps in my life and really what our podcast is all about. So as we were talking, I said, man, Jason, would you be willing to just come on the podcast Uh, initially just today? And then, uh, maybe, as a reoccurring guest moving forward. so with that, if you 're watching on YouTube, uh, we have Jason Wells with us, and if you 're listening on the podcast, um, super excited to have Jason, and thanks for making arrangements. Uh, and really, let me start this. Thank you for yesterday. Um, I, I say in my podcast <laughs> that I believe we get blind and we don't look for the I use the phrase miracle. I think at least a minimum of three miracles happen every day. I think we're so blind to different things in life that we just do not see them. We're not ready for them. I think great things happen every day. And so when I kind of sat back and thought this morning about yesterday, without question, the hour and a half or so we spent together yesterday was big time yesterday. So I really appreciated your time yesterday because I do know you're busy. So, um, welcome to the show though. We're, you know, you're, you're, uh, we're on episode about 40, so I appreciate you making time for us, man.
1: Yeah, man, I, I don't know what, uh, what the definition of busy is, but anytime that I can set aside a block of time and, and do um, – with one of my – my accountability partner actually hit me with something not long ago, and he said that I should look for – and I should create incubators for dialogue. And as soon as he said that conversation – as soon as he said that comment, I was like, hmm. That's the one right there. Like literally creating these environments where the dialogue that goes on and the exchange of information that goes on is beneficial to everybody in the room, just like a incubator would be for a
0: baby. Hmm. That's, that's perfect. So for those that are watching on YouTube, this sheet was almost empty yesterday and I rolled in, we rolled into a restaurant bar. We sat at the bar and had, had some drinks. It was almost empty yesterday. And after an hour or so of, of talking with, uh, with Jason, it filled up, and I was going through it this morning trying to figure out what we could kind of pinpoint and, and um, isolate on. But before we get into uh, anything about what we talked about yesterday, give, give us your background. Where, where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to college? What, have you, what did you do? Um, yeah. And how, how have you ended up here in St. Louis?
1: Yeah, um, well, I'm born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Feel free to cheer now for anybody that uh, that has a love for the Cavs, Browns, Indians, or my Buckeyes. Um, stayed there, literally was in Ohio, in Cleveland for the first 17 years of my life. And then as a 17-year-old freshman, stepped foot on Indiana State's campus in Terre Haute, Indiana. So I went from Cleveland, Ohio, the ultimate urban, to Terre Haute, Indiana, the ultimate rural. And um, culture shock, Um, everything just totally changed as far as my environment and, um, you know, in a nutshell, and I'm sure it's something that we'll talk about either today or as we move forward, um, my experiences are are just a product of of who I am. They've enabled me to be able to be who I am right now. And so uh, I look back at every experience and everything that I've ever been through and just been ultimate grateful and gratitude for uh, everything that I've been through because it's who I am
0: and then you went you wound up so you played uh, you played basketball at uh, Indiana State and then when you graduated you ended up playing abroad overseas and some NBA yeah. tryouts uh, yeah. but essentially you played in Europe and Australia in a number of places for 12 13 years is that right
1: 13 years 13 years so from 98 I was at Indiana State from 94 to 98 and 98 to 2011 I played professional literally all over the world. I've been so blessed, man. I've been to six of the seven continents, which is crazy for a, for a little boy from Cleveland.
0: And now you find yourself doing what?
1: Um, I don't know. Like doing what is is kind of that, that thing. And I'm sure, again, we'll talk about it. But what varies? Um, the platform of what I do varies. Sometimes I basketball coach. Sometimes I Um, do speaking engagements and facilitation. Sometimes I'm just having conversations. So what I do doesn't change. And I I like to tell people what I do is add value to other people's lives. So um, yeah, the platform that that takes place on varies. (laughs) Right.
0: So the hope is, the hope is, is that you're, that you come on once a week. You know, I think with our schedules, you and I, and I think we're both early risers that we can find 15, 20 minutes once a week where we get to, talk about some some things we're both learning and that we can provide value to other people with which which would be great and we may miss a week here and there and i know you're busy uh, still running around on weekends doing basketball and some (laughs) training that you do um so we will get to know you and uh and and your message and your vision and what you're passionate about um so i'm looking at my notes here so so i'm I, I'm not cutting you short in <laughs> introducing yourself, but I want to value your time. And I do want to kind of leave us in 15 minute blocks. So we're, we're essentially going to start the 15 minutes now um, after the introduction, but okay. I'm looking at all my notes early this morning. I got up early this morning and I'm looking through everything you said yesterday, and this doesn't really capture everything you said. And I'm looking at everything saying, man, I need to, we need, we should talk about that. We should talk about that. But at the top of this, <laughs> And, and we haven't necessarily, re- we've talked about service and uh, gratitude and, and leadership and kind of leading from the, you know, there's this idea of leading from the front or leading from the back and pushing people and all this. But you really phrased this yesterday really well. And I really liked it. And we do have executives that listen to the podcast and salespeople and coaches and, you know, a whole array of people and, and different professions and a, a number of, Uh, I would hope that a large port, everybody's a leader, right? Everybody is leading something. And we said yesterday uh, uh, in last week's episode that leaders are people, leaders are not titles and that everybody can essentially be a leader uh, in their organization. But to piggyback on that, this is your phrase. And I I really want your, uh, to go deep on, on, kind of what this phrase means to you. Who's great because of your greatness. And I thought that was, I put it up at the top when you said that yesterday, um, because I think you live your life or when you go talk to companies and organizations and teams, part of your message, I'm not suggesting it's all of your message, but part of your message is about service. And yes. that, that, that phrase seems to kind of encapsulate that value of, um, uh, you know, who, who else are you pulling with you? The uh, mindset. So, so what's that phrase mean to you? Who's great because of your greatness? Yeah, a
1: couple, couple of different things play into that. Um, how I got to that point was really analyzing the two words of success and significance. And so those two words can often be synonymously used within uh, just general context, but I don't think that those two words are synonyms when you talk about success and significance. And so um, as I study great people, and you and I talked a lot, even just yesterday, knowing that that is what each other do, is, I study great people and the people that we as a society recognize as successful, those people have certain things, material things, whether it's money that allows them to drive certain cars, live in certain houses, go on certain vacations, buy certain things, um, that is what the majority of society recognizes as successful. Um, but as I did a, a deeper dive into those people, what I noticed was their success from a societal standpoint is not what determines who they are. And so, um, you know, stemmed from my own story a little bit, but just got to the point where I realized that I knew some society-wide, I knew some successful people, some people that had material things and monetary things that put them on a platform. But I also realized that a good majority of those people that are recognized as successful, come home every night, and they are totally unfulfilled, unsatisfied, and unhappy. Um, and then I started to dive into the word significance, and what, that's what I came up with. Who Greatness is success for you, or success is greatness for you. Significance is how you implement your greatness and bring out somebody else's greatness. And so um, I've been afforded the opportunity to be able to do a variety of different things on a platform that allowed me to be great. But the best part about it is now literally in this current phase of life that I'm in understanding that every point I scored, every rebound I ever got, every assist I ever made, every game I ever won had absolutely nothing to do with how I implement my greatness into the greatness of other people.
0: And something along those lines that, um, you you mentioned yesterday is this ten eighty ten, uh, you know a a paradigm or or however you want to phrase it this eighty ten ten you uh, this ten eighty ten ten percent being these you know high achievers eighty percent and then essentially the lower end ten percent maybe getting rid of but the phrase you mentioned in there is getting the ten percent to pull the eighty percent so these people that are great or are successful or that are crushing it and are you know, performing, how they can take all of the eighty percent, but taking a section of that eighty percent and pulling them with them, which is really teams and leadership and how we would want our companies to kind of function is you know pulling people to that level of greatness.
1: Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Jack Welch model. So Jack Welch, a former CEO or whatever his title was with GE, it was it was it's his model kind of modified so he came in and, and the upper 10% of the organization, he gave him promotions. The lower 10% of the organiza- organization, he fired him. And then that that 80% was like, okay, you guys have to figure out what you're going to do. And he put in a responsibility on that upper 10% to see how many of those 80 could you pull up. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a, a modification of that model. Um, I believe that we are in a place in society where there's a, a small percentage of people who, quote unquote, get it. They, they, they know that it's a constant growth mindset of, of improvement and, and growing within their own personal lives, which pours over into improvement and growth um, and enhancement in other people's lives. But I feel like there's this cusp of people. There's this group of people that may not necessarily fall in the, in the small percentage, but are just under the surface that are itching, that are itching for, and it's why the motivational speaking business um, is so big right now. It's why the self-help section in bookstores is so big right now, because people are yearning for information on how to improve. Um, My challenge is, and one of the things that I want to specifically do is, not just encourage them to find that information to find your passion or your purpose or however you word it but how you know i know that was a lot of our conversation yesterday was was how and so uh what i do is i spend a lot of my time studying how to implement these things how and and what i've drawn back to and even jumping back to what you said about you know everybody's a leader and leadership has nothing to do with title everybody's a leader. When, and when you boil that down to its most simplistic form, uh, which is probably the only thing I took from a math class that I, <laughs> that I ever taken. Um, when you break it down to its most simplistic form and you use the phrase, everybody's a leader, what that means to me is, yes, because everyone is a leader of themselves. You lead yourself first. And if you're not leading yourself first, then there's no way that you can lead any uh, one other person or a group of people or a team of people. There's no way if you're not leading yourself first. And so um, in its most simplistic form, yes, everybody's a leader because you have to know how to lead yourself.
0: Yeah, you said something. Uh, listen, for uh, people don't know our relationship, and um, you've been – you have been one of the more impactful people in my life over the past two years. And I'm not just saying that to make you feel good. Um, that is, that Absolutely is the true. truth. I, I rolled in to have my boys be trained for basketball. Uh, you and I connected, we, uh, uh, you learned my background, you invited me to help you out. So I ended up on the floor and for a year and a half essentially, or maybe a year, year to a year and a half, we worked out together. Uh, we worked kids out together, um, two or three nights a week. And, yep what I, what I really appreciate and, and man, we could go on and on about this, but it, it was never about basketball. Uh-oh. Right. And, and that's why I think you and I connect. It's about developing people, developing skills, developing leaders and, and all that. So there was always a synergy and a, a coach used to say, uh, you can, as a basketball coach, you can never, it's, you can never win enough games and in mm-hmm. business you can never make enough money that it's Absolutely. about something else. Um, and I just, I say all that because you said, and, I took notes literally for a year and a half every time I was with you. And I took notes and notes, and I have a notebook in the house of all of the things you've said over a year and a half. And I quote you on this. Lead yourself first. Grab one person. Lead them. Then grab the group. Absolutely. Right? And so when you were talking a little bit ago about that, that's, that's a, almost a verbatim quote that you said countless times to these kids. But it's not, just, it's not basketball. It's not the youth. It is a 45-year-old guy sitting in a cubicle that wants more out of life and sitting there going, you know, I need to lead myself. I need to do something myself to provide value to myself, to the lady across the hall, to my company, to the project, to the team, and, and be that leader to myself. Then grab some other people. Then grab the group, right? And you said something great yesterday about small groups changing the world. But just about that mindset of leading yourself, leading one, leading a group. Um, that's kind of, that's essentially what you were saying.
1: That's, that's exactly it. Um, like for me, I would even categorize those as the three levels of leadership. Leading yourself first, leading yourself and one other person is the second level, and then leading a group or a team would be that third level. Um, yeah, that, that's the foundation of leadership for me. And so again, when you go back and you make the phrase that everybody's a leader, it starts with the fact that everyone is a leader of themselves.
0: Right. Right. The one thing that as we move forward, I think that we will say a lot. I do think there, this may be our tag phrase as we talk and you said it a lot yesterday. Um, but it's, it's true. So I'm looking at this, this quote here of, uh, who's great because you're great. And the thing that keeps coming into my mind is, and it's simple. It's a lot of simple things. We've heard these phrases before. Um, some CEO is going to listen to this podcast or come across it on YouTube and say, yeah, that's simple. But I have it right here. Simple is not easy. Simple is hard. Simple is complicated. The things we will talk about over the next many weeks are simple, but if they were simple, we'd all be crushing it. We'd all have dynamic teams. We'd all be, you know, industry leaders, but why is it so hard to, to pull the 80? Why is it, why is it so difficult to, that, why don't people have that mindset? It is a mindset. It's a mindset of oh, service. And I wonder why it's so hard to shift that mindset. Or I guess yeah. to your earlier point, how? How do yeah. we do these things? How do you shift that mindset to that level of service?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, when you talk about mindset, and it's funny, we mentioned it yesterday, and I'll, I'll throw it up, I'll give Carol Dweck the same as plug. So here's mm. the book that I was telling you about. Yep, yep. Um, and, and it is it is it is that it is um she just dives into having a growth mindset the difference and we've all heard these phrases there they're, they're mm-hmm. cultural phrases growth mindset fixed mindset you know all of these different things um for me the how behind that or the why behind that is most people are afraid to move in purpose as we spoke about you know that purpose This is my word as a play on my name. But most people are afraid to move in purpose and live in purpose and on purpose um, for one of a few things. But my main two are fear and comfort. Mm -hmm. So uh, and they kind of play hand in hand. So, you know, fear is the fear of the uncertainty, the fear of not knowing what's around that corner and letting the the uncertainty of not knowing what's around the corner literally stop you in your tracks from pursuing greatness Mm -hmm. um will smith is one of the guys that i've totally like just embraced myself in just the way that he moves about and i saw um a video that actually propelled me. I don't make New Year's resolutions. I make one word. I read that book a few years ago, John Gordon's book, One Word, and I've never been a resolutions guy. And so in 2015, I just started coming up with one word that would encapsulate my year. And my 2000, coming out of 2017 and coming into 2018, my word was so clear. And so I decided that my word was going to be jump. And it was literally jump out of fear and into faith, and not necessarily faith from a spiritual standpoint, yes, but faith of knowing that it's going to be okay. Not letting fear be so um, captivating to me that, that it, it, it paralyzed me. And so I feel like that's what people do. They have this fear of uncertainty. Oh, I can't leave this job because then I'll, how will I pay my bills? Well, it doesn't matter if you're making all the money that you thought you ever wanted to make, you're still going to have bills to pay. So why, why not be passionate about what you do as you pay your bills? And so um, that's the simplicity of it. The, the, the simple thing is leave this job that is unfulfilling and unsatisfying and makes me unhappy. Um, the easy thing to do is to stay there and make an excuse about why I have to be there. Right, right. Um, comfort is another one people are so afraid going back to fear to jump, to jump out of their comfort zone, get out of your comfort zone. And we, again, we hear it all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. We hear
1: it all the time. One of the greatest quotes I've ever heard is your comfort zone is a wonderful place where absolutely nothing grows.
0: Uh, right. Right. <laughs> your
1: comfort zone is a wonderful right. place where absolutely nothing grows. And so well, I've
0: run out of room on my note sheet here. I can't write that down. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Oh, so remember that one.
1: Perfect. Yeah, but, squeeze it in here. But, you know, but, but the Will Smith thing, it was a video actually, and he was talking about, I had already come to the conclusion about jump was going to be my word. And, I, you know, I don't believe in irony or, or chance by that means. Um, but I saw this video and he was talking about skydiving and the experience of the first time that he went skydiving and he said... You know, you get this fear and they actually, you know, one, two, and they push you on two because if they waited till three, most people would cling on and not go. So it's like one, two, and they push you. And that moment when you fall out of the plane, he said, and I'll mess his quote up, but in in a nutshell, he said, what you realize as soon as you go out of the plane is that on the other side of fear is the most beautiful experience that you will ever get to. Mm. It's just crossing Getting over fear. Right. And so I told myself that I would um, encompass that word of jump in 2018. And so on my birthday in December, I am going to go skydiving. And that is going to be the culmination of my 2018 word of jump. Good for you, man. Which, that's, that's good. Which, which Skydiving for me, just for the record, yeah. I'm from that. I'm at- that, that two years ago would have said I'll never die jumping out of a plane because I'm never going to jump out
0: of a plane so, right. Um,
1: right. so yeah big 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 stretch for me as well
0: good so uh, again I, I want to honor your time and I want it because yeah. we could I could talk to you all day um, <laughs> and uh, but we will save these for 15 minute increments because there's a lot that I want to get into over the next number of weeks I do know you're busy yeah. but I do want to do this um, I want to end with this uh, you told me yesterday that you are writing a book. Um, one, I guess, tell me about that process. Tell me about, because I didn't ask you this yesterday, the process of writing a book, why you wanted to write a book, what you're writing about, when, when will it be done, um, the hurdles you had to overcome, that whole, that, whole, that whole thing.
1: Yeah, so the title of the book is Do You, which is a personal phrase for me. Um, do is an acronym, D-E-W, and it's extremely personal for me It's my dad's initials. Uh, My dad passed away in 2003, and it literally just became a little tribute to him, a personal tribute to him. Um, And when I retired in 2011, I found a way to make that acronym that was personal to me applicable to other people. And so uh, I came up with the phrase, develop extraordinary winners. So D-E-W, develop extraordinary winners. Um, And then, you know, you. Um, And so the title of the book is, Do You, the Pursuit of Significance Beyond the Game? Hmm. And um, it's really a, a, man, it's a little bit of a biography, um, or is it autobiography? Which one, if I'm writing about myself? It's um, an autobiography. Autobiography, yeah. A little bit, a little bit of my story. Um, but, man, I'm going to be completely honest. The reason that I started is because when my dad passed away, he was a jazz musician. musician and I don't have a lot of tangible things from him. Hmm. Um, And the main reason that I started writing a book is because I thought about my two sons that are 11 and eight as we record. And the biggest thing was I want them when I'm not physically here anymore, I want them to have something that they'll be able to go back and say, oh, this, this is what daddy was about and they never met their granddad. And so now they are actually learning who their granddad was and what their granddad represents hmm. By me. Right. Just kind of getting, getting stuff out. So yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we will learn more about you as we move forward. And again, for those listening, uh, this is on YouTube. Um, please, uh, you know, click the subscribe button, do all that share. Um, you know, Jason is a, uh, got a big time servant heart. He's out for other people. He's out to connect with other people. He's out to build relationships and w- you will over the next number of weeks, uh, it will be evident. It'll be, it'll be, uh, revealed to you how he lives his life and how he treats people. Um, we were at the, uh, uh we could go on and on, but we were at that uh, bar yesterday, having drinks, kind of talking, taking notes and Jason knew the name of everybody in the establishment. So either he's there way too much or he just knows how to connect with people, he knows how. And you you had some stories about how you ask, you know, and how you connect with people and how you ask names and how and the ability to remember people's names and all that. So we'll get into all that on how important it is to connect and to build relationships with people. And and moving forward. So, Jason, I appreciate your time. We will do this again next week. Um, uh, this will be on YouTube. This will be on our podcast. Everything in order to connect with Jason will also be in the show notes. And um, and I appreciate your time this morning, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No worries. I'm looking forward to growing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Jason. Yep.